We get it. Reselling can be lonely, but we're here to change that. So put your earbuds in, grab a drink, and tune in to the weekly podcast made for resellers by resellers. We'll see you at the water cooler. And thank you for joining us on today's episode of Reseller Water Cooler. We are going to be chatting about multi-platform listing. I'm your host, Julia, and you can find me at jujus underscore fashion. And with me today, I have Sam and Jen. Say hi, Sam. Hi. And where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Threadmaven. And Jen? Uh, hi guys. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at decorate the soul. Okay, great. So let's get started and let's talk about multi-platform listing as far as why should you do it and will it benefit your business? So to me, this is if you're a reseller, whether you're selling clothes or hard goods or electronics, whatever, I think in my opinion, that it's great to list on multiple platforms because that just generates more eyes seeing your products, which could result into more sales. So how do you guys view this? I agree. I think having more eyes on your items across multiple platforms is only a good thing. Um, I think you have to be strategic in the platforms that you use for each of the items. So I think it's something that you just have to evaluate um, depending on what you're selling. And then it's just, for me, another thing about organization, just making sure that you're clear and organized in which platforms that you list and keeping your items for sale. Yeah, that can be that can be true. I, I'm on a much smaller scale than Sam, so I'm a part-time reseller. And the amount of items that I have, the my my motto is crossless, crossless, crossless. It's every items on every platform. So it's a little different. I'm not strategic with it only because I do I don't have the organizational um, issues that Sam would run into with the amount of items that she has. Okay. Yeah, I have about Fair. like 1300 listings so I just need to keep it all straight on like all my hard goods directly go on to these two platforms and all my clothes go on these two so it's just just a good thing to think about if you're gonna multiply your listings across multiple platforms Mm -hmm. exactly so we're gonna get into some of that as far as the organization and how to keep track of it Um, but first let's talk about what other selling platforms are out there for you to choose from? So, of course, there is eBay, which majority of people all know that eBay exists, whether they're on it or not. Poshmark is another huge selling one. Uh, there's Macari. There is Tradesy. And there's also Etsy, which is great for more vintage and handmade items. In terms of local pickups, um, there's Facebook Marketplace, there's OfferUp, LetGo, and I actually received a survey today from Mercari, and they were trying to feel out the market to see if Mercari users were interested in local pickups, so I want to keep an eye on that one. Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah, then I've never heard of that. we can't leave out Craigslist if we're talking about the local Craigslist. pickup. Yeah. 
That's a huge one. And then if you think about some of the fringe sites that people sell on, other apps include Grailed, which is great for men's items, Depop, which is great for vintage and those unique funky items. And then a new one that came on the scene last year was Relove. And then I don't know if many people have heard of this one. It's called Kitty Zen, which is for kids items. So that's a lot for you guys to choose from. And whether you're selling kids clothes, accessories, larger stuff that requires a meetup to exchange goods or clothes and hard goods, which can go on a platform via and be mailed, there are some great options for you guys to try out. So I would suggest that you just kind of do a little quick research and look up some of them and maybe what the apps have to say about each one. Um, is best and what they're geared toward as far as the demographic, the age, and the items. And obviously the big one, Amazon, which we're not going to talk about specifically in this episode. Um, We'll have a separate episode where Julia can tell us all about her Amazon experience. Okay, so let's remind all of our listeners what platforms that y'all are on. Sam, what do you sell on? So obviously everyone knows that Poshmark and eBay are my main focus. I do sell a little bit on Mercari, TradeZ, The Real Real, ThreadUp. Um, and then one thing that I've been doing more recently is uh, local pickups, which I do mostly through Facebook Marketplace. I have had the same items listed across Let Go and Offer Up, but Facebook Marketplace hands down has been I where, where I've sold every single item that I've listed. Um, so I mostly f- uh, focus my energy there. Okay, that's smart. Jen, what about you? Um, I sell on Poshmark, eBay, Mercari, Tradesy, and that's it. Th- those are the four that I stick to, but I think I'm going to have to talk to Sam on the side about local pickups for sure. Yeah, I do... Poshmark and eBay and Macari. I just recently started cross-listing some stuff to Trade Z. Um, I also have vintage and some like home decor items on Etsy. And I do like to utilize Facebook. Um, I've deleted the offer at Five Miles and Let Go apps just because they personally don't work for me. I don't see a good response on those. But Facebook is easy to list. People are on Facebook already checking it. And I think that's why it's gained more popularity than Craigslist, maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. And I also do Amazon. I do Amazon, FBA, and Merchant Fulfilled. It really just depends on the item or also how many items I have. And maybe I don't have enough to make, make a complete shipment. So I'll just keep it at home. Or if it's something that I think I want to cross-list to Etsy and it would depend on where it sells, then I'll also keep that at home and just do Merchant Fulfilled on Amazon. So let's just talk about how much time it takes. And Jen, let's start with you because oh, you yeah. said you do it right away. And you're on right away. Three, to, three to four. So tell us what you do. So I... I have a system set up where I open up Poshmark, eBay, Mercari, and Tradesy. And if you've listened to any of our episodes, you know that I am a Google Keep freak. 
Um, and I have all my listings already prepped in there. So all the information I'm able to drop into all four platforms at the same time. Tradesy is the only one that's a maybe. Not everything gets listed on Tradesy because if I have something that's like Loft, although I have had Loft sell on Tradesy, um, I'm probably not going to list it there. So that's the only reason it would be three to four. But that system of listing it all at the same time, I have it down to four minutes listing on all four sites at the same time. Oh, that's four really minutes good. total. Four minutes total, because I, I already have you know the description stuff written up. So for me, that's easy to cross list. And when something sells, I know it's way easier to figure out where it is because I listed it all at the same time. That's a really good form. That's like a minute per platform. Then, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm, that's awesome. Okay, Sam, awesome. what do you do differently? So I list on eBay and Poshmark at the same time. I usually draft it on Poshmark first, get the description together, and then get a photo up there. And then I add the photos from my phone directly onto the listing. And then from there, I cross it over to eBay. Um, I do it in batches though. So if I'm doing 10 for the day or 20 for the day, I try to get all of the descriptions across all of the items done at once and then I add the photos to all of them and then I cross them all over at once. I think for me just batching it out it helps because then I'm not switching tasks as frequently so then I don't forget to add an item specific or put in a price or change the duration or whatever it, whatever it is. Um, for me it just helps me batching it. Well that's a good plan. So how do you decide what you're going to put on Facebook, put on Tradesy, things like that? So Facebook, I mainly do just that item unless it's something that I also cross onto eBay. I don't do any clothing like home decor items, electronics, or um, like appliances. I've had some of that. Um, so I immediately put it on Facebook and then if it's not too heavy and it's something that I want to ship, then I'll put it on eBay. But if it's too heavy or the shipping is going to be a lot and it's not going to be worth it, then I just keep it on Facebook. And the good thing about Facebook is that the sell-through is really fast because I've even been shopping on Facebook myself and I like look at something and then if I look at it two days later, it's already sold. So I think that as long as your listings are, you know, popular, then they'll go pretty quickly. And then um, the other thing with that is listing on Facebook requires very little description and really easy pictures. Like they use the pictures and then they have like a quick description. I think for that, it's mostly keywords. Like I've used boho and rustic or farmhouse mm -hmm. a lot. And so those are the kinds of things when people are looking at decor that they're searching. And I think that Facebook is like when you say it's really easy, like some people don't even put a description. I'll scroll down and try to like get more details about it. And it's just the map of maybe their location. I was That's like, okay, so I guess they don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> Actually, I think, you just up a, I think you brought up a really good point where, and this is something I'm not good at and something that if you're listening, don't do what I do. But because I'm posting the same description on each site, I'm not playing to the right keywords and I'm not playing to the site's 
strength and weaknesses and the way people search on each site. And so the descriptors you're using for the platform you're using is probably something really interesting to focus in on. Yeah, that's yeah, true because like for Etsy, point. you have to do all the hashtags and same with Mercari. So mm-hmm. those hashtags are really important, which is something that Poshmark doesn't have. I think people put it in the description, but the whole dis- item description on Poshmark is searchable anyway, so it's not as a big of a deal. But for Etsy and um, Mercari, I think those are huge because then it links with like Google search and other things like that, like Pinterest. Yeah, exactly. And that's a good thing um, that we haven't brought up. A good tip is to make sure that you have your accounts linked to Pinterest because people do go to Pinterest to create vision boards, inspiration, whether they're looking for stuff. um, And it will pop up there as well if you have your accounts linked. Let's talk about what really specifically to list on each platform. So now the Poshmark allows home and they've even expanded here recently to include more ceramics, kitchen stuff, things like that. You can list a whole bunch of stuff that you were listing maybe on eBay or Etsy on Poshmark now as well. And Macari allows you to basically list anything that can be shipped. Um, there, side note, it was about what Jen said. They are contemplating on maybe doing local pickups. So... Mm-hmm. That may change soon. eBay, as we know, allows basically anything, anything including cars, large furniture, appliances, because they do have the option for local pickup. And Facebook, obviously anything, as long as their system doesn't flag it and take it down, they do pick up and flag a lot of brand names. Yeah, that's true. I don't list, just like Sam said, she doesn't either close on Facebook Marketplace. I just think that is more easy geared for me at least towards home goods and stuff that I don't use or electronics and things like that so what are y'all listing on each platform I listed my first Poshmark home item Ooh, (laughs) finally I mean I've had um it's like this wooden um carved giraffe thing it's kind of like African boho I don't know I thought it was really cool it's like a wall decor piece yeah um it's really cool. It's the first item that I've decided it's probably not going to fit in my home decor. So it's going on Posh Home. And then everything else I've been hoarding for myself. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. Have so you guys done any Posh Home? I've listed maybe like five things in Posh Home. Um, and none of them have sold yet. So I guess I, I'm not on the right path for that yet. But I have so much other stuff that I, I feel like I cross list. So I'm really not that worried about it. Because I also do like vintage, whether it's like brass or teacups and plates and things like that on Etsy. And then, like I said, the uh, larger home furnishings and stuff on Facebook. So, I don't know. I just already have so much to deal with that I, I'm not picking up anything really at the thrift to list for Posh Home. It's really just for Amazon, eBay, and clothes. Then <laughs> do you do hard goods or do you plan on wanting to do hard goods? So I actually started reselling hard goods, uh, books, plates, like memor- memorabilia plates, I guess they were. Um, and that kind of thing. And I once I found Poshmark, I kind of steered away. Simply because shipping is so easy 
when it comes to clothing. So I'm hoping to break back into hard goods. And so for now, and, and because of that, my items are, even a Mercari, a Mercari are all clothing. But now that I have three platforms that I use that are available for hard goods, I'm definitely going to start to branch into it. I have sold um, some Hearth and Good, Hearth and Home. Hearth and Home. Home. Sorry, guys, I don't watch Chip and Joanna. You guys can cancel me. I'm really sorry, but I might have to cancel. You might have yeah. to cancel. Yeah. I, I, like <laughs> Magnolia, we were in, in Poshfest. I was like, what's that? But um, <laughs> I um, I did sell a couple of those things on the Poshmark Home market. So yeah, and pillows. So and those are easy to ship too. Okay, yeah, that's great. That's a good way to get started is if you're concerned about the shipping, maybe with the Poshmark th five pounds, pillows, throws, blankets, sheets, yeah. all that. That's a good thing. That's a good way to get started. And they're soft, very similar to clothing. So it makes sense. That'd yeah. be easy. Yeah. So one thing that we haven't talked about is... Um, listing cross-listing over to Tradesy, which Jen, you said you do a lot and you've had good success. Um, one thing that I haven't started doing yet, but I it's on my list to do, which I need to do right like tomorrow, um, is start listing everything over there that meets a certain price threshold. So um, I think what I want to do is do 75 and above. All, everything that qualifies for that, then I'll cross list over there. What has been working well for you over there? Um, it's across the board. Um, I had a St. John's blazer that I had for like seven or eight months that just did not move on eBay or Poshmark. And I thought it was pretty stylish. And then I listed on Tradesy and it was gone in a week. Um, but then I also listed like a loft dress and that was gone in a week. And that was something that was. Oh, that's shocking. Yeah, that was sitting on Mercari, was sitting on Poshmark for a really long time. So uh, I, I do agree maybe with having a threshold. But again, I for me, it's more like my cost of goods is low enough that or, you know, I know in my mind, like if I pay $10 for something, then probably and I'm only going to list it for 30 on Tradesy, like that's a waste. Because their their fee, I think, is seven and a half percent. But the plus there is that there's no listing fee, so it's free there's to no list there, which fee. is amazing. Yeah, that and you don't have to go in and do anything. It, you know, it's it's like Mercari, it's like eBay. Well, not like eBay. I guess you you have to do stuff to that. So it's more like Mercari, or um, you can just list it and forget it. You can list it and forget it. So mm -hmm. that's that's key. But um. I, I mean, I would still suggest even things listing things lower than that, depending on what your cost of good is, goods are. I also have the shipping included in the price. So they have the option for $10.50 shipping, I think, if you are doing... Yeah, $10.50. $10.50, yeah. So I include that automatically, so I don't have to worry about the shipping price in there. Like, it's our, the, person, the buyer's already paid for it, so it's not something that I have to worry about or put, right. in my, put into my cost. The thing, the other key though, is that they do, if you're going to cash out and not use in the app, there's another fee there. So it's a little bit more than seven and a half percent. So it's kind of like know your cost of goods to put on there and use the sale feature. 
Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's a good tip. Tracy so speaking tip. of free shipping, do you guys do free shipping on Mercari? Because I know that mm -hmm. they push it really heavily there. They do? I didn't know that. I do on most of my stuff because it's clothing. Anyways, if it's a little bit heavier, like shoes, I may not. Um, or I might pad the cost. But mostly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do free shipping on everything over there. And then I um, just, like, bump up the price a little bit. Yeah. But the good thing about Mercari versus Poshmark is that their listing fee is only 10% versus 20. 20%, yeah. So your cost ends up being just about the same. Like Exactly. Depending yeah. on what it is. But it usually ends up being just about the same. So, Yeah, what I normally do, and I'm not saying that this is the right way. I'm just saying that this is what I do and what I found to be somewhat effective is that if I'm listing an item on Poshmark, for say $35, I'm obviously anticipating an offer or dropping my price and I know the buyer has to pay the shipping and that Poshmark takes 20%. So if I list it on Macari, I'll list it with free shipping and I know I won't go back and mess with it as in share or send offers, etc. So I will lower my cost because Macari only takes 10%. So I may do 25 free shipping. Whereas Poshmark, I'm waiting for the offer. I'm going to send the offer. There's more to do there. It's like more hands-on mm -hmm. with your items. So I don't know. I I just think I know I'm not going to go into Macari and mess with it a lot. So just giving that price up front, which I'm, you know, willing to take, I'll put it for lower there. I hope that made sense. It does. Yeah, I think it. I think that's a good point too because on Mercari, people can't lowball you. So versus Poshmark, where they can literally send you a five dollar offer, there that you can. I think it's only what thirty percent that they can send you off your listed price. So maybe with that you don't want to be too priced too high where it's out of the market value range. So you want right. to be pretty close to what you're willing to take, and then maybe you know. $5 more or whatever it may be, just to give a little bit of room for negotiation. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, let's talk about how we're able to keep up with all this stuff. So, checking inventory that's listed on multiple sites, uh, knowing what's sold on different sites to go and then take it down on the other platforms. How are you keeping up with doing that, Sam? So if you haven't, check out our eBay episode because I talked about this a little bit there, but um, when I have my inventory numbers on each listing, I put it at the very bottom of my Poshmark listings and I do the letter number system. And then when something sells on a different platform, I have to go back to Poshmark to delete it because since that's my main platform, it makes me get the inventory number there, delete it, and then I have that inventory number to ship the item. So that's a way for me mentally that I can keep track of where things are listed. And then as far as remembering the other sites that things are on, because I have a strategy on, um, I'm gonna list, cross list all of my hard goods that are on eBay onto Mercari as well. I know to go there to delete it, or if I have a specific, um, you know, dollar amount that I'm going to do for Trade Z. I know that if it's sold at this price, then it's probably on Trade Z and I can go and delete it there. So for me, it's more about knowing my strategy 
and then sticking to that throughout so that I know that it gets deleted from the right platforms. All right, that's a good idea. Jen, I do, what do you I do? do almost the exact pretty similar in, in in terms of my inventory number is kept in Poshmark. Um so, so what I do is if it's sold on Mercari, I immediately go on to eBay, I delete it. I go into Tradesy, I delete it. Um and then I go into Poshmark write down the inventory number and I delete the listing immediately because I have had the situation where something was purchased on one platform and I waited and it got sold on another one. And eBay, Oops. it's really bad if you cancel an order. It definitely counts against you. A Poshmark, I don't think it really does. There's no like it tracking. Unless you just get a slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist unless it, the mysterious algorithm does something, which that's up for debate for a whole yes. other whole other totally. day. But um yeah, so I delete them immediately. And also because then I don't have to think about it later. Like it's just gone. Um yeah, so it's pretty simple. I just it's just I just delete it. Delete it and it's gone. The other good thing about keeping your inventory number on Poshmark versus eBay is that sometimes people's eBay listings just disappear and you have no idea where they went. But Poshmark, I've never had anything just fall off the site. Um and then the other thing that I do when it sells on like eBay or Mercari, I just mark it not for sale because there's, you know, unlimited, I don't know, data that you can put on there so that if I sell another item that's just like that, instead of it being deleted and gone forever, I already have that listing pretty much done. And then I just update a couple of things. Um, and then if it gets returned from a different platform, I can just mark it for sale instead of having to redo the whole listing again. No, yeah, that's exactly I what I do too. I redo the whole listing. Like, I take so, the chance. So, Jen deletes it. Sam and Julia mark it as not for sale in case it comes back or something happens. You know, we can relist it very quickly. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I was going to say on, off of what Jen was saying is that, um, yes, eBay will give you a mark on your account if you cancel an order that's sold. Also, Macari has started to do that as well. They said that if you cancel an order that has been purchased on their site, it will, I think it shows up in your, like, feedback area that mm -hmm. you have canceled an order or have, like, an out-of-stock item. So, they're starting to track that, too. Tradesy is, too, now that I think about it. I Tradesy's bet Poshmark doing it will. Tradesy okay, doing there it because, you go. Because I did have to cancel something that I didn't, because this is, like, a couple months ago before I came up with this whole, everything's listed on everything um and i and they did tell me that if there's so many times you can cancel before the closure account interesting okay so wow. just a heads up guys so make sure that you have we've said this on many episodes that it doesn't matter how small you are go ahead and just start creating your inventory system now because mm -hmm. once you grow it'll just be so easy to just pop things in place and know where you're going from there so it's just really important all around does anybody have any last minute tips they want to give for cross-listing or using multiple platforms yeah come up with a system come up with a system whether it's going a little crazy and doing it all at once like me or um sam has it <laughs> she's always so much organized she's like literally the organizer of the group <laughs> yeah, but you know it come up with a system that works for you and implement it now but That's cross list one. but 100 percent cross list my advice would be try anything once try a new platform 
a couple of, you know, add a couple of different listings, see what works, see how you like the listing process. Um, just give it a chance because you never know. I mean, like maybe Depop or Grail becomes your like new eBay or, you know, just depends on what you're listing, but why not try it? Mm-hmm. My advice would to be don't hold yourself back from listing in certain categories on certain sites because you can list clothes on Etsy. Vintage clothes do really well there if you use the right keywords and have good pictures. So don't just list all your clothes on Poshmark, Macari, eBay. You know, you can list clothes on Etsy as well, just like you can now list your hard goods, get those over to Poshmark if they're compliant as well. So use those categories. Okay, so that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode with Joya, Jen, and Sam about multi-platform listings. So we do have an episode that drops every Wednesday on all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Be sure to subscribe so you're always notified. And if you'd like to support us, the best way is to give us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with us or have a question, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Reseller Water Cooler. And we hope that you learned something new today. So thanks for hanging out with all of us. And have a good day. Bye. Bye. Now go sell some stuff.